Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Welcome, persisters and brothers to an episode of Persistence You with Lisbeth, and today I am so tickled to have Robin Moore with me. Robin and I really connected because I feel like I value so much the things that she has done to kind of create the life for herself that she wanted and to work with people to do the same. Robin is a woman who, well, she'll tell you a little bit more about herself, but today Robin is an outdoor enthusiast, a, a woman of faith, a mother to an amazing boy that she adopted, and a certified life coach. But before that, Robin really had to work on the messages she was letting fill her head that held her back. So welcome, Robin, and please tell us some of the amazing things that you've been able to do once you got a hold of what was at the root of the issue. Yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate you having me on. This is fantastic. It is so my um, pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's good to start maybe a, with a little bit of picture of what life used to be like for me. Sure. Um, the depression, the anxiety started for me really young um, in junior high. Um, I was extremely suicidal on the outside. Um everything appeared great, right? I was, you know, in high school, I was most likely to succeed, valedictorian, um, most athletic. Um, on the outside, um, which happens so many times that we see, right, everything looks great, but that was not the case on the inside, right? Um, I, you know, carried on and really kind of hit it until I was in college. And then it really, um, it hit ahead, um, added my parents going through a divorce and some other things. And it just got to the point where I no longer could hide it. Um, I actually ended up going into my first hospital and was in and out of hospital for a few years. And just just my health and, and all areas declined. Um, before you knew it, I was, you know, 30 years old. I was on 11 prescription medications. Oh, wow. Um, was obese and just miserable, honestly. I never got more than three hours of sleep at night. Um, and it just a whole list of things going on. But really for me, it was, it, it started turning around when I went to the doctor and they wanted to put me on prescription number 12. And oh, they gave me my. this, um, this crazy diagnosis. And I, you know, I walked away defeated, um, not really realizing that I could question anything that was being said to me or told. And I remember sharing with my mom and, you know, she was like, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it was like for her all these years watching this with her daughter. But, but she did say, you know, Robin, that's, that's not truth. That is not a correct diagnosis. And, I just thought, huh, okay, so like I can question what other people are saying to me. And then that really led into that I could question what I was telling myself because that's it. really where the problem lies. Okay. Right? Yeah, it lied in all those stories, all those lies that felt true, 
that I was feeding to myself day in and day out. And so thus I was deteriorating, right? Mind, body, soul, all parts of me were deteriorating. And so when it, it's when I really started to dig into that, that, um, that my life really changed. And, um, and that leads me, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, um, I adopted my son at birth as a single woman. Um, I have my own company. Um, I've lost 70 pounds. Um, but more importantly is that I've been depression and anxiety free for 15 years. Like I'm, I'm living, I, I, I wake up excited, right? I don't, I don't wake, walk through every moment of, of every day dreading, right? Like I, I enjoy people. I enjoy life. And, and I think that's available to all of us. And I think we all should right, live in, in that abundance. That is so exciting and fantastic. I mean, I know you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and since then you've just come back from a beautiful trip, learning some new things. So, I mean, you really are seizing life and that's exciting. So it all began with your mom giving you permission to second guess a very highly educated person, a doctor who had said, hey, you need not one, but now the 12th different kind of medication. Right. And so good for her for speaking up. Yeah, exactly. And then it led to this sort of like, well, if I can question that, what else can I question? And I do think maybe the hardest things in the world are to question what we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. So really, how did you start that process of being more aware of what you were saying to yourself? Give us a couple of examples. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my faith is important to me. And so a big part of it was really, you know, looking at Bible, the Bible and the scripture and see what God said about me. And a lot of them, I, I think, was was head knowledge. Right. But not heart knowledge. I didn't really believe it. But that's where I started. Um, so I started um, telling myself. Um, things that I was told were true about me that didn't quite believe um, until they I said them so many times that I actually started believing those, okay. right? And then later that came with looking at myself in the mirror and not just saying them, but saying them with confidence, right? Like it, it became this progression. Okay. And, and then it really, um, it turned into really uh, being intentional about what I was spending my time thinking. Um, it was about me looking at all the beliefs that, you know, and a belief is just a repetitive thought, right? So it started looking at those and saying, what are these things I'm telling myself? And are these things really serving me? <laughs> and most of them were not. And so then it began really looking at those and seeing what I was creating through those stories and then stepping out and, and deciding to change those thoughts to something that would actually serve me. Wonderful. I mean, because that's how a new identity begins, really, is by going to the root of the thoughts and, you know, looking at where they came from and, and are they serving you? Yeah. So, what- so, many, so many of those that we have where they show up in one place, right? They show up in all areas of our lives, because those beliefs that we have are not usually just related to our health, right? They're, they kind of play into all different areas. Right. And saying you aren't enough, you know, maybe that would be one thought that some of us have, or I've tried this and insert the action, whether it's diet or fitness plan or 
you know, even an effort to join a new group or whatever, and that hasn't worked before. It's just an attempt to stop smoking a cigarette, whatever it is. If we think of of the those kinds of thoughts, we're very likely not going to be successful if that's how we're feeding it to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, our our brains are amazing, right? They they do everything they can to prove us right, yeah. <laughs> so, right? And so we can either feed it right what what we might call negative or what we might call positive because whatever we feed it is what it's going to eat off and it's going to do everything it can to to push us in that same direction. Right, such a good point. I love that. I love that. When did when was the moment you realized that things were starting to actually go pretty well in your pursuit of a different way of thinking? Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly what age I was. Um, but I remember I was probably late. Well, yeah, I don't, I can't remember exactly. Maybe mid thirties. I do remember though, one time having a conversation with my mom and saying, mom, I, I think I may be happy. Like I didn't, I had never that I could remember experienced that at least not in decades. And it was kind of like, I think this may be what happiness looks like. Like I wasn't really sure. And so I, I remember having that conversation with her. And so I think that's where, you know, obviously things had started turning around before that point. Right. But I think that was obviously a pivotal point of, right, like this is what life could look like. Right. Um, you know, something that you could enjoy versus dread. Right. I love that. Love that. So are there any certain morning routines or things that other listeners can can learn from that that have helped you perhaps in setting yourself up for success? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, for me, with my faith being important, um, you know, it's like spending time in worship music or, um, you know, reading my Bible and in prayer. And then also for me, what has been a really um, great activity is is me just dumping my thoughts in the morning, right? So getting my journal, um, dumping the thoughts, and then picking one of them and seeing digging a little deeper, right? And I, you know, I started asking myself questions such as, is this really true? Right. And if I if I'm really honest, most of the time it's it's no. You know, I ask myself, is is this the fact? Because if it's not a fact, it's a thought. And most of the time our thoughts <laughs> have very little facts in them, right? Because we create our own story. It's our right. it's our lens. And so I kind of look at that and see what it is. And then as I'm writing about it and I start journaling, it just I, you know, I don't know if this is natural for everyone or if it's because I've been practicing it, but it really just starts turning around into truth. Right. And so by the end, when I'm journaling, I'm like, no, this is what is true. This is what is true. And I walk away with a completely different, um, you know, if I was not in a great place. Right. I walk away with a completely um, new place. And I used to wake up. Um, it's funny, and I hadn't thought about this until I'm, I'm just talking to you right now, but I used to wake up in a pretty foul mood a lot of the time, but you know, I can't remember the last time that I woke up like that, and so I think it's more as I'm making that a part of my life, right? There's just this pe- constant peace, and so I'm not waking up with that dread and that that sort of thing. I love it. 
Now, as far as which came first, the chicken or the egg, did you notice that renovating your diet helped with anxiety and depression? Or do you think that getting to a better mental space helped you renovate your diet? Yeah. And so they they all play in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, for me personally, it wasn't until I started getting off my body was so messed up from all those medications. You can't imagine the 11 medications. Um, So as I started getting off those, um, then I was actually able to think a little more straight, right? And start putting the things into practice that I was not able to do before because I was just, again, as I mentioned, I was only getting three hours of sleep for years and years. I mean, that's not enough to function on. Um, So as my physical body Um, started getting better. My mental was better. And then as my mental was better, I started to actually then focus on like my weight and right and eating right. Um, I think they all completely play into each other. But my personal opinion is that it's most all the time, your best place to start is the mental right? Because you you can't stay on the eating plan. You can't do those sort of things if you're not in the mental space, if you don't know what your why is, if you don't know what you can keep coming back to your reasoning, if you don't have the things to tell yourself in those hard moments, right? It's hard to follow the exercise and the eating right and those sort of things. But again, I, I keep saying the flip coin, those things really help with your mental state to begin with. Correct. I, and I do feel like some diets, especially of highly processed foods, are more anxiety producing. Sure. They really are. And I I love what you're talking about because the focus being on health rather than just a weight, uh-huh. you know, a, a number that will inevitably fluctuate uh-huh. uh, would be weight. But to focus on creating a good system of habits is a wonderful thing that you can do, but you have to know why it's important. And to know why it's important, you had to lose some of the fog. And I feel like a lot of times medications, which sometimes have their place. So I don't want to sound anti-medication, but a lot of them make people retain water or crave carbohydrates. Yeah, And you know, that can be really challenging to, then you add one stack, one more thing of like, and I feel bad about this last thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and just the exercise, you know, so many times people look at it for the weight loss, but man, just to get your endorphins and energy. So I hurt my knee skiing um, a week ago. And so I'm in the process of resting it. And man, I am feeling sluggish. I'm like, <laughs> I need some exercise, right? right. To, to get out. And I also noticed to that, you know, when I eat sugar, um, my patience is so much less in parenting. Like it's crazy how much I can notice the difference. Like if I lash out my son, I almost always have had sugar prior to that, you know, which is, is crazy, but it's a good incentive, right? Instead of just the weight, it's a good incentive to, I want to be the best parent I can be. So I need to cut the sugar out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's so terrific that you're at a point where you're so cognizant of that now. And uh, it's for health and many other things besides just an obscure number on when we step on the scale. So that is terrific. So how did you turn this into something that then became a way to help other people? Yeah, um, I really, 
I've always loved helping people, right? And, you know, my friends say I've been coaching all of my life, but I, I really, I actually um, hired a coach because I, I knew there was something more for me. I knew I'm, I'm blessed to have, you know, um, a good daytime job, but I knew that there was more in my spirit of what I was built to do. And so I did a really deep dive into that. And um, all of my giftings and my talents um, all pointed um, to coaching. And so, you know, at first I went through, oh, I'm too old. I'm a single mom, right? I started telling myself those stories. And then I thought, no, I'm never too old to show my son to live in your passions, right? Um, You know, I know that God has always provided. He will continue to do that. And so, um, yeah, so I just walked out in faith. I've been doing that. And I love every minute of it. Um, I also, you know, it, it gives a satisfaction knowing that all those decades of pain and turmoil that I went through, all the things that I learned, right? Like I can help other people not do that, not to get healthy quickly and not take decades to do it, right? I have that information. I have, you know, I've added to that my training, my certification, but um, really the life experience um, is what I think really qualifies me to, to help people. And it's a joy to see, you know, see people's lives change when I get to work with them. That is so exciting. Well, that's fantastic. Where can people connect with you if they're interested in working with you and and learning more about you? Yeah. So um, I do have a website. It's robinmorecoaching.com. And that's Robin with a Y. Um, Also on Facebook, um, I give lots of free, um, (laughs) you know, you know, giftings and data and information for people. And it's uh, robin.more.16. Again, Robin with a Y. So those are probably the two best places to find me. Excellent. I think that's terrific. And I'm so happy for you and the life that you've created. And I hope if we have some younger listeners today also that young people understand that there is a lot of hope and there are things that can get easier with time. And if the people they're seeking help help and hope from aren't quite able to get it just right, keep pushing, keep finding, yeah. keep seeking, and it will be there. I mean, I feel like things do get better over time. Uh, you can just hang I, in there. I do, you know, and, and I'll say, you know, I was seeking all that time. I was seeking and there were definitely times when I felt there were no answers. Right. Because, because I wasn't finding them. Right. But, right. But, but they're there. Right. right? Sometimes it, it just takes a little bit to find them. And so that perseverance, right. That not giving up um, is it, huge, right. Because the answers are there. You just have to give it a little patience to maybe find the right person to work with or, or whatever that is to, to carry through. Exactly. Love it. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.